Hello, you say goodbye and I say hello and welcome to Head to Table. It's the comedy podcast where two friends, well, comedy in quotation marks. It's the podcast where two (laughs) friends design a short form tabletop RPG before your very ears and then play test it. I am your host number one, Tom Rawson. I am host number zero then. (laughs) Tom oh, Snowden. <laughs> Actually, Tom, I have the means to talk to you about that. I, I'm getting some like early feedback from the listeners and the fan base. Hmm. Uh, big sense of confusion over the two Toms aspect here. Uh, so I thought what we do is get you a new name. Uh, <laughs> and actually, I'm going to generate that name through dice for you. Pretty certain okay. I'm the first Tom here, Tom. So. Well, I came up with the idea. So consonants <laughs> are assigned to a D20. Uh, and vowels at D6. I'm counting Y as a vowel here. I got three D20s, uh, two D6s, so I'm now going to generate you your new name. <laughs> For God's sake. Okay. Here we go. Well, okay. no, I'm not okay. I'm not agreeing to this. Oh, we got two U's in it. So uh, the name is Two Wood. Hmm. Okay. I'm Tom Rawson, and, and this is Two Wood Snowden, and this is Head to Table. Tom, for um, uh, Not to, uh, Damn it. Did it already. Too wooed. I'm for not those, sure too wooed is going to test that well with your audiences here, Tom. Too wooed. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, could you explain what a tabletop RPG is to our audience? Hmm. Um, yeah, a tabletop RPG is like a really bad video game where the graphics are terrible um, <laughs> because you're supposed to use your imagination and and also on top of that where they do give you graphics they tend to just be little miniatures that you have to paint yourself so the textures are <laughs> crap too and instead of using a controller you're supposed to use someone else you're supposed to use like a uh, dice really and your imagination and and you also have a sort of narrator trying to trying to describe to you uh, what you should be seeing on the screen um, <laughs> I think you've actually like discovered a really cool product there. Like, imagine they sort of complete your own video game where it arrives with like all these rough texture packs, and you have to actually fix the damn thing yourself. I mean, it's oh, I see. It's what you called mean. Okay. Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> topical, a topical <laughs> joke to last oh, year. Oh, burn! <laughs> yeah, late burn. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bioware. Oh, okay, Tom. Well, every episode we like to have a bit of a theme, um, and. I've got one uh, this episode. It's kind of a, a lazy theme, but I'd really like to kind of do just a, a simple reskinning of sort of a more classic D20 system, but I want to build in some new mechanics, sort of capture some of the spirit of old westerns in some way. Mmm, okay, okay. I should add, I've never really watched that many western movies, and <laughs> really I've just played Red Dead Redemption. Um I see. So I don't have a great deal to go on, so my vision of what it is to be a true Western might be slightly skewed, but I've got some ideas of where I want to take it. I'm definitely um, skewed by the sort of 70s style of, uh, of like, spaghetti Westerns, the Sergio Leone kind of, you know, hard-hitting, narrow eyes, lots of, you know, swelling music uh, and okay. gunfights. But, uh, I'll let you work on that aspect, because I'm going to push <laughs> a really campy Western... Right. Okay. I'm yeah. talking about like I'm tinkling about. piano and right. sort of bar brawls and oh, you. Yeah, neckerchiefs and uh, yeah, exactly. And sort of handsome, colourful shirts. Yes, <laughs> and maybe like a little shirts. bit too too much makeup. You know, like you yes. can kind of see it. The the dawn of colour cinema, kind of. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I'm glad you've already captured my vision. I remember a friend of mine uh, told me a story of their father when they were young loved westerns there was always westerns on the telly so he grew up watching these westerns and there was often lots of gunfights of course in these westerns and he would see people getting shot in these films and falling off roofs and he told Mm. me he genuinely believed for so much of his youth that actors would just willingly die (laughs) on screen (laughs) as if they were that like committed to their craft wow method acting and it's like (laughs) it's logical conclusion (laughs) and this is the scene where i get shot John Wayne, the, the longest surviving <laughs> snuff yeah. movie actor of Westerns. all time. Anyway, uh, did you have any ideas that you wanted to launch us off with, Tom? 
Well, you're trying to you're trying to hit campiness, right? So um, I guess there has to be. Okay, so I think one thing I'd like to get in there uh, straight off probably is the core mechanic is mm-hmm. um, comedic shooting of guns. So you know, <laughs> Ooh, either well, your your me. hat goes flying off, or uh, <laughs> or you know, it somehow shoots your belt buckle and your trousers fall down. <laughs> Or uh, I don't know, like it, it it shoots you, it shoots past your your hair and your your mustache spins around. I, I was just thinking the spinning mustache. Mm, mm. It goes straight through a a bag with a dollar sign written on, and dollar coins will start falling out. So maybe instead of maybe instead of uh, if if like hit points, you have a series of uh, of these these kind of uh, ridiculous uh, ridiculous visual effects that you can get through. Prior to prior to death, <laughs> so or, instead, or of, instead of health death. points, yeah, it's just um, embarrassment points in some way. I think we, I think that's a, a good way to start because it sort of gives it a very clear personality of its own. Sort of steer away from this sort of gritty, yeah, um, thing that's become so. I think we should very much should attempt to do that. The the West is a is a complex uh, social political landscape. Yeah, this the, is the very actual, true. The actual history of the West is is not all pleasant. Um, no, and so you know, just leaning into the leaning into the camp vision of it, um, and perhaps ignoring all of that. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, but. I agree. I think it, it's best to if we can steer this more towards this very sort of cartoony realization that doesn't necessarily have to rely too much on um sort of the historic accuracies this time certainly mainly just because i I don't know nearly enough of them it's playing to our own strengths right i mean slapstick as opposed to historical accuracy i think exactly is is really where we're at here so (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've got that so i think one of the first things we should probably get down is we need some kind of gunslinging right Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so if, if we're doing a, a D20 reskin, the traditional way is that um, sort of roll to hit and then roll damage. One, one vision I have here is that different weapons have, I think, just different accuracies and different sort of number of times you can shoot them in like a turn. So here's what I'm thinking. Say a revolver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have six bullets per ramp before you have to reload. Yeah. Let's let's say perhaps each round you're allowed to fire up to three bullets if you wish at a target. Okay. Um, and the dice you have to roll for those are d6. So if I decided I want to shoot at a target, I would roll between one and three d6. Ciao. Any sixes say, or maybe five and sixes are a hit, and that's one sort of point of embarrassment to that target, perhaps. Uh, and if you run out of ammo, you have to spend a turn reloading, I think. And I think you could make this really cool system of like, oh, if, if you're moving while someone's shooting at you, then it's easier to hit them, and this sort of cover mechanic might force it to a six instead. And also, if you wanted to, you could develop different weapons, like um, perhaps rifles. You can only fire one bullet a turn, but it's more accurate. It's a D4, say, instead or something. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that all sounds good, Tom. It's uh, it's it's more the serious end. What I'm really hoping for here is that we can get back to chaps. <laughs> what I really want to understand is more the mechanics of how chaps will work. Yes, I was wondering if we could somehow get some kind of like dozy doing mechanic. I don't even know what dozy doing is. Tom, a dozy do is a movement in square dancing in which two dancers approach each other and circle back to back and then return to their original positions. I mean, that's just off the top of my head, though. Incredible knowledge, Tom. I mean, that is that is remarkable. Truly, well, you're. Uh... Let's just say uh, my spurs are pretty worn in. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be good to have some kind of like country dance-off mechanic. I wonder if we can. I wonder if we can, in fact, change the the combat dynamics to be more associated with steps and moves from line dancing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know any, so that could be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, that is... Line dancing is a form of dance that takes place a group of people. They line up in rows and execute the same movements in synchronised manner. So I like the idea of maybe you and some, like, um, compadres are in some kind of, like... I like the idea of walking into a saloon. Hmm. And uh, some, just, that some You kerfuffle. just like the idea of walking into a saloon. I think we all <laughs> like that idea. It's one of the best Pause. bits of any cowboy, cowboy movie. Well, that's me done. I'm turning the movie off now. 
<laughs> Best bits happened. It's those, Beautiful. It's those clacky, Credits clacky doors. <laughs> Ooh, look at them clacky saloon doors. <laughs> I think maybe... Okay, so the very concept of line, of line dancing is synchronicity in some way. Mm. So, may, so maybe a, a line dance-off in some way is you squaring off with some villainous cad and like you're taking turns to like mirror each other's movements they're like oh gosh he's doing the the twin spur showdown and like you have to sort of match what they're doing in some way but then you get to try and throw them off instead yes now obviously if this was a video game i could see a clear way to do that in that you have to match their quick time event and then you send them a quick time event to match in some way but how do we translate that to Dice and table What we're looking for here is dice, dice revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. Oh, I've already found the name <laughs> of the game: Dice, Dice Desperado. Ooh, nice. Or Dice Desperado Revolution. <laughs> dice, Dice DDR for short. <laughs> In fact, maybe we could steer away from the the gunplay entirely. Yeah, I am thinking maybe maybe the gunplay is just like like you know moments where it uh it, you know like where you get the up on one of the. In, in one of these line dances, you, you fire a shot and then they have an yeah, embarrassing yeah. thing happen in the dance. But, you know, if you, <laughs> if you ask for a showdown at high noon, it's just a, a line dance-off. Um, <laughs> okay, I love it. We ne- let's, let's work out a good way to have this line dance-off mechanic then. Yes, okay. I, I mean, I'm just looking at cool names of line dances like the Boot Scootin' Boogie. <laughs> the Boot Scootin' Boogie? <laughs> Tom, you need to write some of these down. <laughs> Perhaps okay. there's a, a pool of dice that each player starts with uh, some variations of dice and perhaps this is perhaps this is where almost custom building your character and your dance routines comes into it oh like, so good <laughs> his dance routine favors this um so let's say I've, in front of me here i've got three d20s and two d6 um from when we calculated your new name to wood uh <laughs> i've got a d4 a da the <laughs> d12 and a d10 so that's, i roll all those and then I have to put forward a routine of dice. So whatever I got. So I now put forward my three on the D4, my five on the D10, and my four and my six on a D20. Um, they then have to match that either with number or the type of die itself. Like what I'm trying to do there is there's some tactical element where you want to like maybe keep back your D20s because there's more numbers yeah. they can be. But uh, yeah, actually this is, could work because then there's a system of you have to keep an eye on what your opponent's still holding back. So they're like, okay, he's got a lot of D6s in there. Well, it could just be that like in each dice, in each in each dance, you just have to beat their number that they roll. Um, but you each have a certain number of dice. So if they have a D4 and they roll a four, then you might be tempted to use your D6, right? To beat them, mm, mm. Um, but then you're going to have to use your d4 later for when they roll like a, you know, hoping that they roll a one on a d8 or something. Maybe the GM just chooses like what to roll for their for their their enemy, right? Then maybe the enemy can roll. You only, you only have these these d6 and d8s and d10s or whatever. Yeah. Um, and. Basically, you can either choose to fail, which means you're going to take one of these embarrassing moments. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Each yeah, each loss is an embarrassing moment, definitely. But I, I think it works. So, so, for example, if I have these six, right, the six dice, and yep. you were to say roll 5d12. Uh-huh. So if you just roll 5d12 now, let's just test my theory here for an idea. Okie dokie. So, I just need to get some more d12 from my bag. Wow. Okay. 5d12, yes? Yeah. Rolled. Okay, so ah, so don't don't yeah, okay, don't tell me what you have. Uh it's what I would say about a bad don't, roll. Don't worry about it, but so you divvy those up however you want into three dancers. So three nice. three piles of them with numbers. Oh, three piles, okay. And then sum those together, the the, the different piles. Yep. And then tell me the number for, for the first one, the first <gasps> dance. And I, I choose how I beat it by adding up as many dice as I want. But then obviously those are all gone when for the next dance. 
Also, you can choose to ignore it if you wanted to. Yeah, so I can choose to just be like, well, I'm just going to have to lose this dance. Yeah. Um, and maybe it could be a fewer number. Maybe it could be more dances. To, I'm not sure what the maths would have to be. Maybe I only get two hit one fail or two fails. Um, I see, I see. Maybe you're allowed one fumble or something. But the yeah. idea is that you now, you now tell me, because I've got a roll and I might be able to add up to the thing. So give me your first dance, for example. My first routine, uh, the spur spinner it's called <laughs> i click my spurs and sort of do like a, a pitter patter motion and that's a seven. Ooh, a seven okay well i am going to meet I, I see what you're doing this is really cool i'm gonna meet that seven um so it'll be just a draw this round i think that's interesting because i think that's a better idea is like maybe it's about who comes out with the most Maybe it no, should think, be just I, about a tally, like who wins. I think I see how this goes. So it's basically a best of three within a best of three. So out of this, you're like the um, attacker. No, I'm the attacker and you're the defender in some sense, right? Mm. So we've got three dancers here. Whoever wins the most of those three dancers gets a yes. point, the best of three. But then it goes again, but it's swapped around. Now you're rolling and I'm meeting. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think it's really, let's try it out. So I've put forward a seven and you've met it with, with one seven on the die, you say. Uh, so I've got a seven from a from a D twelve and a D four. I will use both of those. Um, Wait, a D four? I thought we were rolling five. D12s. No, no. So the the idea I was having was more the notion that the GM in this case. So you, if you're the you're the NPC, yeah, would be that you would you would always you would just choose like how big the threat was as as the GM, like how. Oh, I see. So yes. NPCs what NPCs have more was. dynamic dice pools. I gotcha. I gotcha. Was the notion that I was going for, but you're suggesting more of a fight, which makes makes me think they should be more equal. But I don't know. Mm, maybe true. I just I, I like the idea of it being like a back and forth, taking it in turns, sort of like present your move and see if your opponent can match it. Yeah, I like I like the notion of it being back and forth to see if I can match or not, and like you potentially saving up things for me to deal with later on, or uh, <laughs> yeah. or you know giving me a very easy fight early and then saving three dice for the end or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff is, is definitely possible. Um, let's put it, let's keep playing this. Let's see how this goes. So you, you successfully met my seven. Let's say I have to beat you. Let's say I have to beat you. Okay. To make yeah. It, it has count. to be higher. Yeah. So I'm using my D10, my D6 and my D4. Holy smokes. To get an eight, which is the minimum I can do to get the, uh, to get the. Okay. So let's say for, let's see what happens if that was a point for you. So I'm like, oh, you successfully yeah. met me. Dun, 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 dun. Um, my next number is again a seven. Oof. Okay. Um, I will deploy my big gun, my D20 with an 11 uh, and, and escape that one. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Very good. And my last one is a 12. Oh, shit. Well, I lose. I have a only a nine left total on my D12 and D8. Uh, so I suppose in some way I presented you with my routine of three moves and you failed to meet it. You f- oh, fell shit. at the final hurdle there. So perhaps in that way you lose a, you lose a point of embarrassment now as you yeah. try to match my amazing spur kicking abilities and you yep. knock, knock the spur off one of your boots and it goes flying and like lands in someone's shot of tequila. My tequila! <laughs> <laughs> all the time someone's that do 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 so i think there has to be something now where like so i think maybe now it just swaps and maybe now you present me with a routine okay i think that pretty much works then maybe yeah once you've lost either you can bow out at some point when it's looking too dangerous or um yeah i think that's it i think that's our line dancing game okay cool so that's and our then line you dance could like fight. i can see a whole way of like we'd have to work out actual maths of it but like there'd be a whole thing about building your dice pool in certain ways. I think yeah, that'd be absolutely. Really cool, for, for this, for this, yeah, exactly. I think for the, for the extended game, absolutely that makes sense. But for where we're at, it probably makes sense to a... Uh, Tom, to I a little love more. it. That's such a fun little... A key mechanic for how our world works. Do we resolve every threat we encounter in this world with line dancing? Because I well, kind of... I know like I do that. in the real world. <laughs> God knows, like God knows, you do, Tom. It's, in um, meetings with my supervisors, and they're like, "Tom, you haven't done any work in three weeks. What's going on?" I say, "Well, uh, grab your partner, dozy go." <laughs> <laughs> and while they're sort of confused and stunned and sort of grabbing each other and twirling, that's when I just slip out the door. 
Wonderful. Okay, what are some other <laughs> mechanics that we can use to capture this world? I think what we really need to get across now is the aspect of our talking horse who also wears a neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe that maybe there is actually something in horse riding. We, we haven't even factored horses into this yet. They're pretty important in cowboys. They are definitely pretty, important pretty... in cowboys. They're the second most important animal to a cowboy. Yep. I mean... I- Actually, to be honest, probably the first most important. A very well, few cowboy movies. Well, they're not horse movies. boys, Tom. Yeah, I know, Tom, but <laughs> there are very... So why is it we want to catch it? Maybe like horse chases in some way? Uh, no, I think we want dancing horses. <laughs> what? You want to somehow alter our currently existing DDR mechanism? I want a dressage element to the game. <laughs> no, no, that's too much dancing. We'll lose our base. Exactly. I, I think, like, chases in some way has got to be good fun. I'd like to do horse chases some way. Okay, okay. Um, the problem is that's really just like this bag and forth. I'm not sure that's exciting enough in, like, round to round. Well, it could be a similar mechanic. It could be a similar mechanic of throughout the duration of the chase, you have a similar number of dice to, to beat. Uh to, to catch up with them. Mm. Um, but maybe you sort of narrate, if you can't manage to defeat um, a part of it, you narrate some kind of slapstick situation, you know, where they happen to be moving a pane of glass across the street. Or <laughs> equal, equally zany hijinks for us to, to get yeah. around. I uh, wonder at if... the exact um, moment that we're, we're, we're giving chase. Yeah, maybe it's this. So you set how many dice you want to put into... What the fleeing party in some way sets how many dice they're they're rolling, and that many the number of dice dictates sort of the distance they've tra- they're traveling in some way. Yeah. Yes. So if yeah, I, yeah. I'm just making so if I roll four d four d twelve here, uh, I sum Oof. them. I sum them, and that's the distance that I've traveled. Uh, maybe easier dice to add up. Um, so I've got twenty three there. So maybe I then have to meet that as well from my own dice pool in some way. Maybe again the same system where I have to pick out that number from my dice. Hmm. And then there just be something else where like the more you push that's, it. That's that's not a bad idea. So so maybe maybe the GM like rolls an initial like environment dice pool um that they have. Yeah. And they say this is the you know this is the situation the road has whatever. Mm. And then both the NPC and the player have to beat that with their individual dice pools, whatever the, yeah, the, you know, the environment has, I guess. Mm, that's I don't true. know. Maybe, maybe this is overcomplicated. Maybe it is just as simple as we just go with what we had exactly in the line dancing. Mate, um, I'd like to have something a bit different. I think this is still similar. Enough. Actually, I like what you just said. So the idea is there is secretly some, there is a D12 that is the environment score in some way that you're both going to have to to overcome. Um, the person who is being chased then out of their 5d12 gets to put forward as, as many as they want towards their, their distance that they're moving. Um, okay. you, the pursuer can then put forward as many as they want to, to meet it. And perhaps it's, you know, you keep track of that range and if it goes too far, then you, you lose, you know, if they get too far then you've lost the chase, if you get close enough then you successfully caught them or something, I don't know. Um, and then like you say, whatever dice are left, you see if it can beat the environment score. Because mm. there might be an element where you're like, actually, I'm, I'm really close now. I'm just going to put everything into one last sprint to try and catch them. And yeah, if you fail the environment score, perhaps that's again one of those points of the embarrassment damage. Maybe it's three embarrassment damages and you're out, you lose. Okay. What do you yeah, think I think that, that, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think we could do that, yeah. So our gunfights are dance battles. Dance, yep. dance, revolution battles. Our horse chases is the other major dynamic. Yep. Uh, is there anything else we're missing? Mm. Uh, I was thinking originally like saloon brawls, but I think I prefer the idea that in our universe there is no such thing and all matters are settled on the dance floor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. You spilled my well, beer. <laughs> Let's settle this like real characters. Turn on the dance dance revolution <laughs> machine. <laughs> left, left, right, left, right, right. <laughs> it's just an old timey saloon with a DDR machine. Uh, is there anything else to capture of this of this cartoony wild wild west? 
Hats. Hats. Hats are pretty important. Are we missing... I mean, also, a big part of this is wardrobe. Do we, do we need, like, a specialised dynamic for wardrobe? Because wardrobe is a big part of the, the cowboy thing, right? It's like choosing a very, <gasps> very specialised aesthetic. Yes, Tom, Tom, that's what we're missing. I reckon, like... It's very video game, but I reckon the clothes you choose boost your abilities in certain of our, like, three so far design mechanics. Okay. So perhaps you've got, like, some flashy, sparkly glitter boots that give you, like, an extra D12 Can I equip into your those dancing, boots? but they slow you down in horse races and you lose a D12 for your races in some way, for your chasing. Ca- I reckon, yeah. like, a big cowboy hat that, like, keeps the shade out of your eyes, gives you a little boost in shooting, but because it's all big and floppy, it's not very good in your dancing. Yes. Okay. So maybe maybe there should be more of a negotiation in the game as to. I agree. You know, yeah. I think like, if it was like a campaign, it's <clears> definitely that there'd, there'd be like some of your main reward, right? It's like, oh, show me the interesting pros and cons of uh, these different uh, costume abilities. So yeah, I think maybe each starting out, we should narratively decide on like a, a cool piece of clothing that you can sort of either invoke to give you a boost in some way or something. I agree. Yeah. To ag- agree with your GM. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and you get more as you defeat your your enemies on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking your spurs from you, son. <laughs> you won my boots fair and square. <laughs> I think we've I think we've fully explored the West, Tom. I think the, we have. There's nothing left. Yeah. That's 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 what it looks like to us on this side of the Atlantic. <laughs> can can we can we find a funnier name than Dance Dance Desperado? Wait, we went. We, we, you scanned with another one, though, didn't you? Uh, Dance Desperado Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Mm. Uh. How about Dice Dance Wranglers? Oh, Dice Dance Revolution Desperado Edition. Wait, are we going to come up with? Like, are we going to come up with other editions of this same game, but uh, just different settings? I think. I think that our. I think that our dance mechanism like can be evolved more into being really fun and clever and tactical so i think we've, we've actually the game we've really made is dice dance revolution and this see, is just so, dice dance revolution west western edition desperado edition so much like the uh the hit tv series westworld once the once the the scenery is bloody in uh in uh <laughs> in our in our desperado edition we can just move to samurai world exactly yes and, exactly uh, <laughs> Dance our way through the uh, feudal Japan. <laughs> dance, dance, Bushido edition. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, I love it. I'm happy with um, Dice Dance Revolution Desperado edition. Perfect. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready to head to table. Okay, welcome back. Tom, are you ready to play uh, our excellent game of Dice Dance Revolution? Desperado Edition. Yes, I am. Yeah, explicitly Desperado Edition. Of course, the, <laughs> the, default, the default edition. Um, so we see you approaching across uh, a dust-swept plain. Uh, dust and, and sand blowing across the way. You are a shadowy stranger riding across the horizon. Um, but ahead of you, the camera turns around... Uh, you can see uh, a town, uh, a fairly a fairly large metropolis for the for this for this desert setting, really. Um, and above it, on a sign, it reads uh, it reads "Town of Holdown." Holdown, <laughs> <laughs> uh, eh? That's right. Um, and yeah, below it, you can see you can see a busy main thoroughfare. These these timber buildings. Uh, people going back and forth uh, as you as you finally reach this this uh, this this archway this this wooden signpost archway um, uh, and head under it you can see that several people sort of look up at you worriedly and uh, and scurry for scurry for their their doors Ooh. seemingly clearing the street ahead of you. What do we see as the camera pans up across you and your horse? The camera pans up these sort of beautiful knee high sparkly boots up to my elegant red sparkly dress and up even higher to my beautiful long blonde wig. And here I am with a toothpick in mouth and I am Wild Butch Hotspurs, drag queen slash bounty hunter slash community wow. support worker. <laughs> who've, who've you uh, travelled to this place uh, to find bounty on? I'm here looking for Ringo the Teen. 
Ringo the Teen. Okay, okay. So, what what is your? Uh, so, remember, as part of our rules, we have we have a defining signature wardrobe piece. Is it is it them fine sparkling boots? Exactly, those fine sparkling boots. Uh, how's this for the mechanic? Is that once per dance, I can sort of press a button hidden in my dress that causes them to like illuminate and sparkle like di- like disco balls around and it oh, means wow. that once per dance i can add an extra roll an extra d12 into my pool if it looks like i'm gonna need a little extra help here and, and beating this i can throw an extra d12 in nice yeah i like it okay so so as you're stood there uh darkening the darkening the the entrance way to to hot uh, to to hoedown the town uh, of hoedown uh as you say that uh a sort of uh Small man comes up, comes up next to you. He's like, "Well, that's right, sir. I, I, uh, I have to say, not everyone seems to be that hospitable, though. I, I don't know where their manners are. I'm a, I'm Mayor Eddie. Mayor Eddie, a pleasure to meet you. Where can a bad bitch get a drink around here? Well, I, I reckon the best place is the, uh, the Chattahoochee Saloon." <laughs> Why are you laughing at the name of our our saloon? Chattahoochee. It's a perfectly reasonable name. A fine establishment, I'm sure. I'm charmed, my Eddie. I'm Wild Butch Hotspurs, and I'm sure I'll be putting on a show before too long. Let me lead you in. Let me lead you in a town. I, I can take you to Chattahoochee. Like I say, I, I'm the proprietor of the place as well as the this town's mayor. Oh, fine. Lead the way, Mayor Eddie. You can tell he's sort of showing off a bit. He's got a bit of swagger. He's like, "Do you know much about the town of Hoedown? What what brings you to this part? This parts? Can't say I've ever been before to your fine town, but I hear you got trouble with a villainous bandit of sorts. I mean." Trouble's a, a relative term. Well, we're doing fine. You know who I'm talking about, Ringo the Teen. Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down, sir. I, I have to say that's a, that's not an appropriate name to go spouting off about round here. Uh, we don't want any. We don't want any dancing here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he sort of looks around. He's like, uh. I mean, the, the the town has a dark history of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you you know much about our history. We, we were built in the, the Great Square Dance Rush of 1871. <laughs> founded by our greatest mayor of all the past. He says he points up at a statue, the Ahedna Brass. Aki B. Hart. <laughs> I say, Aki B? Why, we learn about him at dance school. He boy knew how to dance, that's for sure. He invented all the best moves. But he also knew how to marry. He was—he only became the finest dancer because he drove off all of the bandits who had come this way, and he—he he would keep us safe, all of us. And I, I, I t- now he's—he's he's gone. I tip my hat to the statue. And I'm like, he—he's—he also takes his hat off and has it to his chest and has a deep bow and uh, lifts it up. He's like. Well, no use crying over spilled milk, I suppose. Uh, come on, Chattahoochee's just over here. <laughs> I, I, I dismount my horse uh, and, and follow him in. Yeah, he, uh, he, he sort of leads in. It's a happy place, lots of the uh, whatever that style of music is. Is it honky-tonk? Yeah, or- yeah. Okay, yeah, Honky Tonk, one of those uh, real playing pianos. I can't do a good impression of that music, Tom. Maybe... <laughs> I don't know, is that, is that music going to be proprietary? Can we edit it in over this section? I think we can edit it in now. <laughs> oh, great. Wow, wonderful. God, it sounds so good in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. Um, and yeah, you can see there's, there's people sort of uh, drinking heavily. There's some, there's some kind of good-natured dancing happening in the, in, in the corner. No, no guns. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Just a bit of good-natured uh, square dancing, um, and yeah, there's a there's a, a, a well-appointed bar. It's the typical kind of saloon. It has those cool saloon doors that that clack as you head in and nice. swing back and forth. Um, and yeah, people people sort of uh, stop and uh, and look up at you momentarily, uh, and they sort of just seem to ignore you and go back to what they were doing. Uh, people seem to just be enjoying like a, a kind of you know taking their woes away in here um, okay. and i think the fact that you're uh, you're with the mayor is a uh, oh i see is, it makes them is, not so worried 
Okay, I mean, yeah. So there's the there's the saloon bar. There's people playing poker. Um, Eddie's like, uh, Eddie's like, well, I can I can fix you up with a, a room if you'd like. Uh, it's only three dollars a day. I'll say, uh, sure. Uh, run me up a room for the week, Eddie. Oh, of course, of course. Well, uh, make yourself at home. Can I trouble you for a tequila sunrise, sugar? Yeah, I think I... <laughs> I mean, yes. sure. <laughs> I am a bartender. And uh, sure enough, soon your uh, your drink is, is brought out. Uh, are you sitting on your own at a table or are you uh, I'm sitting at the, at the bar? bar at the moment, just sort of surveying the scene. Yeah, so as you, uh, as you sort of... As you sip it through the straw, uh, uh, a sort of... Uh, a hand seems to come from 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 your left leaning at the bar uh and and sort of slap the drink over your dress <gasps> uh, the music cuts on the the real piano uh and you turn around and you see you see a very short um no taller than about four foot tall uh woman um sort of kind of quite stout in 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 uh, in size and, and and form uh who slaps the drink out of your hand over your dress and she goes well we don't like your type in here and what type might that be she uh she sort of looks you up and down like uh like sucking on her teeth and she says well the sparkly booted type Whoa. i uh I, without even saying, first of all, I just gesture for Eddie to come over. <laughs> yes. Well, how can I? How can I? And I, I mean, and I just close everyone. This is there's no there's no need for trouble here. I just I'm reach just out my glass drink. and I close his hand around the glass for him to sort of take it away. And I'm like, fetch me another sugar. I'll be just a sec. And I slowly sort of like heave myself off the stool and stand like legs wide and like flex my ankles for my boots to kind of like shine for all to see she she's sort of like oh and she 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 sort of does the same stands up and flexes and you see that her 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 boots are completely matte like more matte than anything you've ever seen before (laughs) the level of reflective capacity is 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 zero i say i'm ready to go but you look hard at my boots before you decide to lock in she uh she looks down at your boots she looks uh she raises an eyebrow she sort of like she says no nah, now you listen and then she strikes immediately uh a sharp dance pose uh you recognize this as itself a chattahoochee a chattahoochee uh, it's a it's a simple dance she has she has very few dice to go with uh, she's not really a, a sort of a skilled dancer herself with only 3d8 ha! Uh, all right I spit in a spittoon she she rolls Boom. her she rolls her d8 her first dance pose is a fairly solid six a six all right I'm rolling my 5d12 this idiot doesn't know what's going on I uh I match it with an eight it's like as soon as she strikes the pose, it's as if there's a mirror in front of her, I am become her. Except all of her her poses, like, every time she extends her figure, I'm sharper, I'm straighter. I'm, like, liquid at once, and then I'm rigid, like stone at the in another. <laughs> I'm the very spirit of dance. She scowls and matches, she pushes forwards into a, another uh, swing of moves with a, with a six. A six? Uh, uh, I'm actually going to match that with an eleven. Oh shit! She is. She's like. She's starting to perspire mightily. Drips of uh, sweat running down her cheeks uh, as she looks around frantically for help. No one in the bar is helping. They're all transfixed by your by your your flashy moves. Exactly. Um, she she spins around like like kind of in desperation, hoping finally to uh, to return to some semblance of normality. Um, but she all she's got left in her is a three. <laughs> I finish off with everything. A sixteen. Wow. Okay. You. You. Uh, I think as you... I finish, like I trigger some other contraptions in my boots, and like fireworks explode out of my boots. Like some. She drops wheels. to her knees. She drops to her knees as you've leapt on top of the saloon bar at this point, um, continuing the dance um, in this 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 impressive pose, dancing past various uh, tumblers of whiskey laid out on the bar. The crowd have gone wild. Yeah. There. They're cheering, applauding. The 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 music on the piano has come back in full swing. I'm doing some Other extravagant people are, bows. 
uh, are getting like up on their feet and dancing as well around the circles. Ew. This lady kind of like kind of snarls and uh, and be and this uh, and it's like uh, like kind of starts storming off um, up the up the stairs, seemingly to to one of the rooms yeah. in the saloon. Um, and Meredith comes back with your your drink, and he's like, "Well, that was incredible. Uh, I, I hadn't seen dancing like that since since well, uh, Ringo." Ringo the teen. So you do know of Ringo. Well, it's it's a dangerous story, you see. He blew into town a few months ago. He he dance killed the sheriff and his <laughs> and his boys. First night he was here. Took over the old mine. <laughs> the dance the, his dancing was so brutal the sheriff retired on the spot. <laughs> he ain't been out of bed since. <laughs> well, it, it was a mighty embarrassing affair. You see, shot off his own trousers <laughs> as he danced around, gyrating helplessly on the in the middle of the town square. He was laughed out of town. We ain't seen him since. Anyway, the Ringo took over the old mine. He he claims that there's still boogie down there to be mined. <laughs> I don't know what'll happen if he if he acquires more boogie. The man's. Man's got the greatest hips I've ever seen. I say, don't you worry about Ringo, Mayor Eddie. Tomorrow I'll get some of these boys and girls together a little posse to go teach him a lesson. But tonight we dance. <laughs> Eddie, uh, Eddie raises up his. Uh, 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 he's brought himself back a drink as well. She raises up in the air above him, sloshing whiskey everywhere. He's like, yeehaw! <laughs> Let's dance, them, boys. I raise another uh, tequila sunrise, and I say, here's to me. Wild Butch Hotspurs, uh, Hotspurs, and like uh, various people are like uh, uh, dancing around, singing your name. Um, everyone is super excited, uh, and I think we fade down on this on this night as uh, as you you uh, we we head to the next day, I guess. So you uh, you wake up the next morning in the the hospitable uh, the hospitable rooms of. Uh, of uh, Chattahoochee, uh, deep in deep in the town of Hoedown, but I think you wake up to the creaking sound of a uh, of this same stout lady um, just creeping out of your room, uh, and as you as you look up, you see that she has grasped in her hands your your sparkling boots. <gasps> no, and she's like a she's like bye. Bitch! <laughs> she, she she darts down the stairs uh, and out like uh, she starts running away. What do you do? I say, girl, no! And I I burst out of bed. Uh, and I, in my head, my room has like a balcony, and I kick them open so I can see into the, into the street. And I just do like a beautiful swan dive. That I land perfectly onto the. You can see that she's just unhitching her horse at the same time as you you leap out of your thing. I think uh, I land on land. my horse perfectly. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, she's like, damn, damn it all. Uh, she leaps onto a horse uh, and we begin a chase sequence. Oh, yes. She's heads off across the dusty early morning, uh, you know, dusty plains of, of, uh, of Hoedown. Yep. She is a better rider, however, than she was a, since she was a dancer. Um, she's really more cowgirl than line dancer. Okay, so she is going to roll the standard six. And I will tell you what the things are for you to... Six? Oh, I, also, I thought it was 5d12s. It's 5d12s for you. She is going to roll a standard array of six dice. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she she might well have a good chance. Okay. Oh, I don't think so. I rolled like a demon here. Uh, and I'm also going to roll some environmental dice that she will have to beat. Yep. And you will have to beat as well. Uh, so we've got Butch and we have this lady's name, which is Jane. Not that you ever stopped to ask. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's her first challenge then. She's going to put down her D20 in an attempt to get away, uh, which is a nine. <laughs> I'm going to easily meet that with just one of my dice, uh, an 11. Okay. So not only do I succeed, but like one way we could do that is either as just a win, or we could do that as like, 11 beats 9 and I gain her by 2 but I suppose then there's the, the risk of just like easily meeting in one go so yeah either way I, I successfully yeah. keep up you have one win 
However, like as you as you as you immediately charge out, uh, it just so happens that a, a nearby a nearby rancher is is driving uh, like a whole number of ranchers are driving cattle through the town, ready for the uh, you know the the sort of cattle auction. Oh no! Uh, that's, that's upcoming. You both end up ploughed into this uh, this cattle ranching zone, and you're just like wading through it. The actual cattle ranching difficulty to beat was thirteen, so you're both kind of screwed in this in this just completely surrounded area of like mooing cows, the stench, the various farmers being like, "Hey, stay away from them! Oh. You'll spook the cows." It's no problem what? for me, Tom. Why? Because my horse moves like the wind. My horse's name is Rue. And I just sort of like Well, okay, I think I think we're playing different games oh, here. Oh sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> so I think that so we're gonna have another we're gonna have more chase scenes in a second with Jane using her points. Yeah. Um but the the notion here is that is that you place a bet. You placed eleven. Yeah. That had to beat her and the environment. Oh, I misunderstood entirely. You've both got zero for this round. You're both just steadily pushing through. Oh, You're kind of no. shaking fists, shaking fists at one another over these cattle as you steadily <laughs> like push your way through it. So she is she gets out the other side and puts down a nine to attempt to get away from you. So is that coming out from her her pool still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. nine from her pool. I understand there is, now. There is a blind environment as yeah, well. I understand. I understand. Um, okay, in that case, I put forward a 15 using two dice. Oh, okay, yeah, you beat her and the environment. Nice. You are catching up to her firmly. Uh, her horse, this, uh, this this old, battered, spotted, coloured, greyish mare, is starting to lose its wind a little bit as it as it gallops through the streets of, of Hoedown. Um and uh, and leaps ably itself um, over over uh, over what appears to be a, a a trench digging operation. You're not even <laughs> sure why anyone's digging a trench in the middle of town, but there they are. They're just doing it in this These this clear crazy trench. backwater folk. There's a little sign up that just says trench digging in operation, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy pokes his head up just in time to to see you, and he's like, ah! As the, uh, you I think I, think I knock his hat well. off with the hooves of Rue. Exactly, exactly that. His hat goes flying. He's like, my hat! Um, and we, we head to the... the. She's just going to give the last that she has, I think, at this moment. Um, and yeah, with a what's remaining, a six to beat. Well, then I'll stick in everything that I've got left with a 19. Oh, so what happens here is she doesn't beat the environment. So she's, she's, she's like trying to get her horse to go faster and faster, looking at you gaining, panic in her eyes, uh, as she turns a corner and slams into the inevitable pane of glass. <laughs> uh, glass goes, well, in fact, you expect glass to go everywhere because this is old styled glass, but instead it's a bit like a pigeon hitting the side <laughs> of a modern building. She just kind of goes, blunk. And then just slides down it, leaving a trail of like her and the horse, both with saliva streaks, just like going down this, this side of this this pane of glass. Uh, and the the two guys carrying it go like, "Phew! Wow, it's, it's remarkable that this didn't break." <laughs> That's it, so you, good. you all right, Jane? Those are some nice boots. Oh. Who, who's this? Who's this? Friend? I'm Wild Birch Hotspurs, and those are my fucking boots. Jane just sort of looks up, like kind of uh, like bruised a little bit, and is like, "It's true, they're they're his boots." I say, Jane, honey, I literally don't even give a shit why you're doing this. You're worth zero to me, okay? Don't talk to me no more. And I put my boots back on. I never asked which pronoun you prefer as Wild Butch Hotspur. Yeah, I know you are cross dressing. Uh, yeah, but I, you I think I, I think I still stick with he and him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, they they sort of they sort of allow you to pick up the the boots. Jane kind of looks kind of bashfully up at you. She's like, "Well, dang, you you got me. I, I uh, I guess I I done goofed. Please, please." Uh, I said, shh, 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 shh. Don't care. Stop listening to you. La 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 la. Walking away now. Damn. Well, just know that one day I hope to be as glamorous as out of towner as you are. She, uh, You're wild. She said. She looks very sad and heads back to her horse. She's like, I had so much character revelation to give you. Don't care. But, You're a bad person. You should feel bad. I do. You do not do deserve my, a place in the narrative of my life, honey. My boots are so mad. <laughs> They're the maddest thing I've ever seen. Go away. Think about this. Learn on it. 
and fix yourself. Right, right, y'all. I tell you, you can do one thing to make this up for me, and you can point me in the direction of the mine. It's uh, it's just over there. And she points just across the street. There's a big opening that says, Mine! I say, cool, nearly missed that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, people often do. All right, laters! <laughs> and I trot over on my horse. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly plain kind of standard mine. You know, those are, those are, you can see now that they're sort of these, this is built into a gully. Mm. Uh, and in one of the sides of these gullies, there is dug out uh, this, this mine entrance, uh, just with shacks at the side of it, uh, almost built up to it. Um, but then, yeah, there is this, this sort of mining zone with a couple of like rails coming out that, that mining carts could be, could be operated from. And Oh, yeah, I, I can picture it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it seems dark down there, quiet. Uh, there's, a, there's, a sign, uh, there's a sign that's been stuck up just on the nearest timber bracing that says, uh, that says Mine is the property of Ringo. Stay out. You think as you, as you approach it, you can hear strange sounding music deeper, deeper within. Mm. I'm curious. It sounds alien to your ears. Oh, gosh. I think I. I click my boots together in the pattern which causes the heels to light up to illuminate my path and I start Wonderful. striding down into the mine. It's it's a beautiful multicoloured dream all across <laughs> this mine as you, you head deeper in. Um it's funny as you head as you head deeper in you can see there there are there are cages for uh, for for boogie canaries. <laughs> uh, these canaries that that continue to dance whilst you're mining good music. Um, they just raise one leg after the other. But the the canaries seem to be dead. Oh, um, oh god. As you head deeper in. What as foul though, and evil music have they unearthed? That's right. And as you head deeper and deeper this music is just it sounds off like it, it's it's got a sort of faster rhythm to it. High pitched voices singing over over the the music. It's it's strange. You can hear the kind of the sort of steady ching ching of like a mining chisel breaking away. What you can only guess is the rich music awe yeah. of, uh, of the the town of Hoedown. <laughs> oh gosh! And as you approach, the, the sound is to our ears what we could only recognise as disco. <laughs> A sound that doesn't exist yet in your world. <laughs> I'm like, as you round a corner, yeah. you see the you see the source of a of the of the the, the clanging of of the mining, um, and it's a it's a man uh, wearing what appears to be is he is he's clattering away a kind of a kind of one piece suit that's sequined all the way down. <laughs> um, and he, he seems to be trying to like, he seems to be like having a bit of awkwardness with his mining. Like he takes one swing and then he has to kind of like move back forwards again. And you see, he seems to be wearing like wheeled shoes, <laughs> shoes with, with wheels on them, on his, on his feet. So every time he hits the mine, he's like, he like goes over, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Bounces back. Oh my God, and this is like, amazing. He sort of skits forwards a bit and he's like, ah, I've got this beautiful new sound. I, I've got this. Stupid, stupid Aki. He, he didn't know what he was missing. He didn't dare dig this deep. He thought he would just. He thought he would just stay with the, oh with the beautiful God, this square dance. I love the, it. The boogie, but but he he didn't know. He just had to dig a bit deeper, and the beautiful sound that'll come to conquer us all. Disco. <laughs> he clangs again, and then rolls back a bit further. I, I shake my head and just pick up a stone and just lob it at his head and say, "Put that." <laughs> Fucking pick Ow! down. He turns around and you see to face you uh, the recognisable face of uh, of Ringo the Teen wearing his infamous star-shaped sunglasses <laughs> um, with a relatively large afro atop his his head, and he looks at you and he's like, "Who's y'all?" I say, "I'm Wild Butch Hotspurs, and I don't know what foul devilry you're unearthing down here, but I'm here it's to a put beautiful- a stop to it." It's a beautiful sound, isn't it? Listen to it. It's so... It's got such a beat. It's so funky. I... It just makes my my hips want to move. I think I look down and I'm shocked to see my own hips are already, like, shaking side <laughs> to side. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Why have you come? Have you, have you come to worship the new lord, Disco? I say... Or are you an enemy? I say, no. Disco. No, I, I shan't. I shan't! And I, like, fix my hips in place, and I'm like, I believe in the old ways. I follow Aki B. 
Well, that won't do. And he draws two pistols. Oh, let's roll. Let's do this. All right. He, he's a tough competitor, though. He gets, he gets two d twenties mixed in with his uh his his rolls here. He can try. He's nothing for me. Okay. So here's his here's his roll. Two d twenties, two d tens, one d twelve, and a d four. Let's see what he gets. Holy smokes! That's insane. Yeah, he's tough. He's a tough guy to beat. Okay. Okay, you might be one of the chance. He uh, he immediately like goes into uh, he holds one hand above his head uh, and starts disco skating backwards further down the mine. His his rhythms gyrating directly in time with the music. Every so often, wild spins put in um, the his sequined dance suit, seemingly casting off this uh, this disco like wow. sheen. Uh, as he as he heads past one of the walls, he hits a button. Um, he hits a lever, sorry. Uh, and as he does so, disco balls begin to descend Whoa. from the ceiling, casting off these these iridescent uh, spots of light all over the place. That's amazing. Um, and he immediately goes in for the kill with a sixteen, 16. on a d a d twenty and a d twelve. Okay. I'm going to match it with a 16 of my own, a 10 and a 6. So I, without even thinking, I sort of chase after him and I do like a, a cartwheel onto a, a mine cart, which like the momentum as I crash into it sends it like pushing down the tunnel after him. And like I, as if it was a uh, a gym horse, I sort of put my arms down, lift my, my legs up and perfectly match his like fanciful footwork with my own. You've got moves, Hotspur, I'll give you that. You'd make a fine disco dancer. <laughs> I said, no, no, I, I won't give in. Look upon the beauty of the disco ball. Know thyself, <laughs> he says, as he uh, as he's, his, he begins gyrating even more even more erratically. His his hips now swinging back and forth in in perfect rhythm. He he begins like kind of this weird kind of shuffling low stepping uh, dance as well, uh, which he he shakes off like forwards into a full kind of pelvic swing, um, and he's gone. This is going to put you down. He's got a he's got a twenty on a D ten and a twenty. Oh my gosh! I can't match it at all. Like my dice just aren't enough, and I'm not going to use my one extra D twelve here yet. That's a, that's an ace in the hole. I, I'm just stunned by it, and like I I can barely match the routine. And sh- sure enough, as I try to, like I think, well, I try to catch some of the like the clever clever um headwork my wig comes flying off as a wig hurtling down the mine and i think i take one embarrassment point of damage absolutely you do he lets he lets out a, a kind of chuckle uh, as he as he looks up at you he sort of swings around again like uh like heading down this this mine shaft um and and ahead of you you can see what appears to be an illuminated floor multicolored panels of light um laid out uh, across the floor uh, and he he sort of with this this speed and momentum he's got heading down the side mine shaft he spins around into a low swinging uh kind of kick almost on the floor uh and then and then rises back to his feet very rapidly spinning with incre- intense rapidity raising one finger to the sky uh, before pointing at it you uh and he deploys his final two dice for this this encounter uh for an, uh, a 10 I, I have no dice left I, I, so I think I, I failed the encounter so is that an extra point of embarrassment damage or uh no i think i think that that just uh that just yeah we'll say we'll say that yeah you you feel the 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 chagrin of the disco lords yeah as he uh, as he gazes down upon you all he, right it's a new routine i i hop out of the minecart and I sort of like click my neck like, and i'm like here we go it's time for the full routine, okay. I've trained my life for this. It's a, it's a new. Set. So is this? Does it now flip and I set the moves that he has to match? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, all right, the ball's in my court now, Ringo. Okay, I'm gonna put forward my first move. One of the old classics of the dance. One of the first ones you learn at the school, but you know you can't deny a, a simple move well done. It's, uh, it's the the old snake in the boot. And uh, it's sort of like a, a very jittery sort of wiggle as if you're trying to, to slide something out. And sure enough, like I've got a prop snake in there just for this occasion. <laughs> and sure enough, I like wiggle my way backwards, sort of jiggling as I go. And on the final stamp, I've got like a party popper in there and the snake explodes out. And I just sort of present myself with a, a 13. <laughs> wow. Okay. He, uh, he's going to go ahead of you uh, using just 1d20 oh. uh, to, a, to a 16 uh, as he... Uh, 
he he uh, he glides back uh, and begins singing this this high pitched uh, Bee Gees esque tune um, as he as he as he uh, wafts one arm side to side. Um, God, one hand on his hip, so powerful, uh, effortlessly deflecting all of your moves. I'm going to invoke one of my special moves for this for my final move to try and outwit him here. I don't think it's going to work though. I sort of click the switch and sure enough like light bursts from my boots shimmering in all their beauty. So I add an extra d12 to my currently existing d12. Ugh, but I only roll a four. So I put forward a nine for my last move. A nine move. total. The big hat oh. boogie where I sort of unfold a, a foldable hat I've got and start sort of like spinning it around my finger while sort of mirroring the spinning motion with my own hips and stepping in time to it as well. Well, interestingly, Tom, I was sort of bluffing a little bit. I, I tried to preserve the lowest dice. He only actually <gasps> had eight left. No! <laughs> yep, eight left. He <laughs> rolled a one on his D10, a, a two on his D4, and a five on his D20. Nice. So... <laughs> He uh, he sort of like he staggers back from the light reeling. You can see that his eyes have become unaccustomed to this, uh, like especially wearing shades in a mine shaft <laughs> for the last however long he's been mining the disco lords. Um, and he, he reels back in horror. He's like he's like give up the old ways. It's it's terrible. Um, uh, and as you do that, do you, do you fire a shot or something at him? Uh, sure, I think I lose? think there's like yeah, there's, there's there's like pistols in my boots. And as I'm stepping, I find it click extra on one of the heels, and I fire a shot off and like I go knock the glasses it, off his face. You shoot the glass off his face, and his eyes like like bloodshot and red, <laughs> like burn. And I've like, been dancing the, so long. In the light, please let me stop light of this thing. Yeah, he he looks in a bad way actually, like pallid, like he's been he's been just mining like obsessively, and he uh, he rolls his dice okay, again. Okay, here we go. So it's one all so far. It is. This is the decider. So he he immediately like launches off with his highest roll from his d twenty, uh, a fifteen, um, and is goes directly into the robot these jerky like um like very very tight movements um as he as he snaps around like a robot so not that you know what that is yeah. yet it's like more machine than I'm man like, what is this mechanistic foul contraption but before i know it i'm doing it as well but i'm going to have to i'm going to have to meet it with an 18 so i have to burn two dice on this wow okay he uh, he sort of snarls in, in annoyance uh and he's like he's like you don't even know what this place is yet get, get ready for ymc <laughs> as he starts like <laughs> forming letters that you can only assume will summon the disco god somehow from the it's depths a foul of a ritual of, of hell as he spells out these letters and begins chanting YMCA over and over again. Um, and he's going to use he's going to use his D10 and his D20 to get a 12. Okay, I'm going to match that with just one die with a 12 of my own. Like, sure enough, I, I can move my arm as well, but I feel like, although I match it, I can feel a dark power trying to take over me. I can see I'm like, no, no. And just like... At the end of an episode of RuPaul, when they're having a, a lip sync for your life, often when they need to amp it up a bit, they like pull off the dress into like a special lingerie number they've got ready. And sure <gasps> enough, I like as I as I throw back my arms in the Y, like my my dress splits open down the middle, and it's this like beautiful glittering leotard. Okay, that is the moment for us to call our numbers. Definitely, his total remaining points as he gazes up, like a, a crack of of uncertainty in his eyes. It's a fifteen. I do first of all like that drop where I sort of I throw my legs out and sort of fall like with my legs at a 180 degree angle like patown and then I sort of look up and just go you're done bitch it's 23 <laughs> and like I pull oh, myself fuck. back into like a backwards cartwheel and as I do so I like I hit him with my boot and send him like careening down a deep well that's been mined out here uh... <laughs> See, uh, Wilhelm screams his way down the, the hole. I think he, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's gone. I think as he disappears away from view, I'm like, ah, I'm panting heavily. Like I've never had to dance so hard for my life. And I'm sort of staggering my way out. Just as you're falling to your knees, riding in, you see in a pair of matte black <gasps> shoes comes Jane. She's like, don't worry, I got you, mister. Come on, let's get you out of here before we blow this place to the ground. I, I lift uh, up my uh, hand, I'm like, Jane, you came for me. I couldn't leave you behind. Not you in those damn fine sparkly boots. 
They look best on you. I grab and her she, wrist as she grabs mine. She hauls me onto the horse. And you can see on the on the, like the sides of the horse, she has she has bags of uh, uh on the, the, the panions on the side of the horse, uh, filled with TNT. Nice. Uh, so I, I I sort of kick my heels into horse skin to spur it on faster and sort of cut loose the bags they fall. And I say, let's yeah. blow this place back to hell. And I sort of throw my arms out and legs out again in like a beautiful star pose and those fireworks that were in my boots from last time. Like I fire <laughs> all of them out and they light all the fuses and sure enough, just as we pull out the mouth of the mine, there's a ginormous explosion as the whole thing crumbles in on itself. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and like you see outside, there are a whole bunch of people stood outside and, uh, and Eddie rushes up and he's like, that was incredible. I think I lean over and put a hand on Eddie's shoulder and say... Eddie, I think I need a drink. And sure enough, everyone cheers like the camera yep. pans out. They all cheer. Oh, as we move back to Hoedown. Tom, no <laughs> jokes, that was one of the greatest tabletop RPG moments of my life. I love our game. <laughs> Wonderful. You have, uh, you have defeated the spread of disco. Only square dance shall remain. Oh, it was perfect, Tom brilliantly WM'd, brilliant Western master. <laughs> I was excellent, the narrative, I loved it, I got to pull off all the fanciest tricks, and no jokes, I think the game's great here, Tom, I think there's a great, um, you know, chances to, if you ever took it further, you could tweak more with the, the balance of the rules there and some of the tactical plays of it, there's great chances for customization and, you know, what you specialise in and all this. I think it's a really yeah, yeah. fun foundation, the first flower of a beautiful ddr game system yeah and we will we will no doubt revisit uh this in bushido world next definitely week. <laughs> that's it no more no more original ideas on head to table now it's head to head we're to dance just, floor <laughs> yep exactly we've discovered our true love tom and it's the power of dance <laughs> well i think that's just about all we have time for on this week's episode of head to table it's been absolutely great tom thank you so much for thank you having that and playing with me i hope you all enjoyed it um if you enjoyed it then feel free to give us a like on facebook i think we've got a page set up now or follow us on twitter we'll try and sort of post some stuff there uh if you want to email us some game ideas maybe you can either put it to social media or you can email us at head to table at gmail.com uh and a shout out as well we do want to thank the band call me malcolm uh for the use of their music and our intro outro and middle tunes there you can see some of their stuff at callmemalcolm.bandcamp.com uh is there anything else you wanted to add, Tom? No, man, I think you covered it. That's uh, that's everything. Enjoy the outro. We will do, D. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And same time again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.